Today you're going to hear from Deanna Corbett. Several years ago, God called Deanna Corbett to be a missionary, but she's very clear about her being called to stay right where she was in Rayville, Louisiana, and not pack her suitcase and go halfway around the world. You'll see that Deanna brings a lot of people along to be on mission in Louisiana. I know you'll enjoy learning from her today. Well, good day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Three Questions in a Story. It's been a joy to come and bring some great stories of uh, some of our servants and Louisiana Baptist Convention that are just doing a great job caring for people and bringing people to Jesus. Uh, we want to introduce you today to Deanna Corbett. Hey, Deanna, glad you're with us today. Thanks, Jeff. Deanna is from the area of Rayville, That's or right. as they say around here, Rayville. Rayville. you got to kind yeah. of swallow it, don't you? Yeah, like when you say New Orleans. <laughs> That's right, yeah. for sure. So Deanna's been one of our Association Compassion Missionaries for several years, and her role is to serve in compassion ministry in the area and invite as many people from our local churches and area to come along and help teaching and training uh, and impacting people's lives with the message and ministry of Jesus. Our core values are to meet human needs, to build trust relationships with people, share the gospel, and somehow connect people to the local church. So, Deanna, the three questions are who do you are, who you are, what do you do, and why do you do it? And then we're going to hear some great stories. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, who I am, um, my first answer is always I'm a satisfied servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Awesome. Officially, I'm Deanna Corbett. I <laughs> uh, grew up in South Alabama. Um, we won't of, hold that against you. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into Roll Tide of War Eagle or anything like that. But um, God brought me up to Northeast Louisiana about 22 years ago. Wow. And um, and so basically, I just get, love getting up every day and, and serving the Lord and mm -hmm. in, in, uh, the ways that He sees fit. So tell me just briefly some of the things that you do, kind of your routine of the week. I know there's a Bible club, kids mm -hmm. club, nursing home, uh, different, uh, the garden. That's right. Uh, talk about the garden. I so. kind of feel like a spinning plate, so a lot of different uh, variety of ministries. But uh, Backyard Bible Club, we call it God's Big Backyard Bible mm -hmm. Club. In the summertime, we go once a week. In the uh, school season, we go once a month. I uh, run a community car garden called Harvest of Hope Community Garden. Uh, God's opened the doors for me to have a nursing home ministry, uh, volunteering as chaplain. Uh, during the school year, I do Little Lamb Snack Packs, sending food home with children who, who, can't, uh, who don't have enough food. Mm -hmm. uh, volunteer at Care and Share Food and Clothing Ministry. Gee, so, wow. <laughs> um, And then in, in, in between time, God just fills those days, uh, those pockets of time with um, see the need, meet the need, and mm -hmm. uh, directs my paths. And you're bringing people along to help you do these yes. things. I know you're not doing it by yourself, no, church no. members and leaders. So how does that work? You're teaching people how to do along with you, right? Right. It's been interesting that the different ministries have different pools of volunteers. Mm -hmm. uh, I find that, uh, like for Backyard Bible Club, uh, some teachers or a Sunday school class will jump in, and, and those uh, volunteers have ebbed and flowed over the years, mm -hmm. but uh, got a steady pool of volunteers that just love going to Backyard Bible Club. I have a couple of ladies who love to help pack the snack packs during mm -hmm. the school system. It's just assembly line, packing snack packs. Um, but the garden ministry, I have another pool of volunteers that are completely different. You love gardening. Yeah, right. Simple exactly. as that. So uh, just what, uh, giving people an opportunity to jump in with things that they love and, and able to serve. So that's a, a good so, thing. So one big question, why mm -hmm. do you do this? Because it's tireless. I know every time I talk to you, you're just huffing and puffing from one thing to the next. Why do you do it? Uh, you know, uh, 
because of the passion and the love that I have for the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, that's a given. But as I'm out in the community, and, and I, I heard it said one time that uh, being a full-time missionary is basically just doing life with people. Right. And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel that. But as I am in this community doing life with people, I see the degree of lostness. Mm-hmm. And I think that most uh, church members do not understand, while there may be a church within a stone's throw of a lot of places, within walking distance of most communities, so many people around us are lost without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and right. will die and go to hell. Right. Uh, I realize that uh, if I tell a group of children a Bible story, a lot of those children are hearing it for the very first right. time. Even though they may be in the shadow of a steeple. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's and very so just honorable. driven by uh, making God known, uh, mm-hmm. making God famous. Yeah, that is awesome. So I know you have a ton of great stories. Every time we talk, you tell me a yeah. new one. So tell us a story or two of life change in your ministry. Maybe even one that's pretty current. Okay, so a very current story. And actually, it's kind of an unfolding story. Um People people know to call me if they see a need, and uh, I guess it's been about probably about eight or nine months ago. I got a phone call from a lady who does anger management classes, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those are court appointed or court uh, court issued anger management uh, that somebody has to go to. So she called and said that there's a lady that goes to her ang- anger management group um, that is interested in Bible study and, and maybe a, a Bible study group. So she said, please reach out to her. And I love phone calls like that. Just beg me to go talk yeah, to somebody please. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I initiated the phone call, and, and we decided, uh, after speaking to this lady, uh, I, I knew that she lived uh, close to my church, and um, that uh, I decided that the best thing for her, and she agreed, was one-on-one discipleship. So she met with me pretty consistently for some one-on-one discipleship. But right when I first met her, she recognized me and said that she was incarcerated and her i had met her son and all this seems happenstance but it's not there's no such thing as coincidence to god so her son when i met him just happened to mention hey my mom's incarcerated and i and at that time uh, before COVID, i was able to go to the uh prison as chaplain for the ladies and so i said well i'm actually going there the next day and i said i will go find her and just speak to her so I got permission to go into her dorm and meet her. Um, I had forgotten that. So when I met her, uh, she recognized me. I didn't recognize her. And I'm thankful God put a veil over my eyes because he doesn't see her as incarcerated anymore. And right. I don't need to either. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to meet for one-on-one discipleship for a while. But then she got a job. And that's very positive that she got was able to get a job. So that made the... Um, the one-on-one discipleship, we, we had to stop Couldn't that. Right. I tried here and there, but didn't it didn't work with her schedule. And so just so happened, though, once again, no such thing as coincidence to God, she's working in the nursing home in which I'm volunteering as chaplain. <laughs> so I was she's able not getting to away know, from you. Right, huh? <laughs> so, so I was able to see her from time to time. But there again, I even offered, like, during your break, we can do Bible study. So it, it really never worked out. She uh, got changed the night shift. She actually had a, a death in her family. Her mom passed away suddenly. And I was very concerned with her stability uh, at that time, so I really prayed for her a lot. Uh, I was able to have the funeral here at our church, which mm-hmm. was remarkable, uh, African-American family. And, and it was a beautiful thing for us to be able to minister to the family as a, as a church body. Um, still hadn't run into her too much, but uh, the other day at the nursing home, just last week, uh, ran into her. And she said, I need you to pray for me. God's really, God is really working on her uh, all over her life. 
Uh, she said, God has just driven me to start studying his word again, and I want to find a time that we can do discipleship. And then she referenced again me coming into the to the dorm room in the prison. She said, right. when you, but again, I had forgotten it. When I see her, I don't remember right. uh, her being incarcerated. God just has, she remembered that small thing that I did. And I've yeah. met tons of prisoners, hundreds of them over the years. And if I see them out and about in the community, I don't remember that mm-hmm. because uh, there again, I don't see them. I, right. I see them as reformed. But she was talking about um, it, it just meant so much to her for uh, me coming in there calling her name. Mm-hmm. And and she said, don't give up on me. And I said, I won't. But I was able to pray for her. And then we we haven't set it up yet, but we're going to intentionally have a time where we definitely get together for for Bible study one-on-one. That is awesome. It is. And yeah. I just I just love uh, that, that little moment of obedience for me, mm-hmm. of God sent me there, and I had forgotten completely about it. We cannot ever uh, overlook the small steps of obedience mm-hmm. and, and what God's going to do with that because he's so faithful to continue to change as we submit to him. And, awesome. and I'm talking about her life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Deanna, we really thank you for serving and uh, telling a little bit about your story. Hopefully your story and uh, your testimony has inspired some people to think, mm-hmm. well, I could do something like that. Or maybe I could get involved in helping in some way. Our responsibility is to meet people where they are and meet their needs, build trust so we can share the gospel and connect to, to the local church. Right. And if you're interested in coming to help work with Deanna, because she hosts teams yes, as well, I do. you can contact her through me, Jeff Cook, at Louisiana Baptist Convention, and we'll put you in touch with her. Thanks for watching today. I hope you've been encouraged and inspired and maybe even have started asking the question, what could I do in Compassion Ministry? As you hear from the Lord in that, I'm sure that God will give you great ideas to engage your community with the message of Jesus Christ.